Now that we've seen the paltry, just so sad prize purse available for semifinals for the athletes, it is really clear that CrossFit is at this point, maybe sometime in the future this will change, but at this point, unable or uninterested in financially incentivizing the athletes that are driving the growth of the sport, the athletes that are putting their bodies, their time, their money on the line in order to make the entertainment product that is the CrossFit Games. They're unable to incentivize that. So clearly, in that relationship, the athletes are on the losing end. So who is the winner when you look at these facts? And in my opinion, when you try and look at this as a whole, given the information that we have right now, the winners are going to be the events that are actually no longer inside of the CrossFit Games season and the athletes that prioritize those events over the CrossFit Games season. Because we're kind of in this weird no man's land. The 2018 CrossFit Games season was the pinnacle of what the games should have been, quote unquote. It was essentially carte blanche, spend as much money as you want, lose tens of millions of dollars doing the games as the product it should be, quote unquote. And what did we get for it? We got a set of athletes who are incredibly good, a show that was pretty good, but a complete money losing endeavor for basically everybody involved. Bunch of money changed hands, nobody really came out on top because of it. A few people won, most people didn't even break even, to be honest here. And that's both on the organization side as well as the athlete side, and probably also on the brand and sponsorship side, but that's neither here nor there. So who are the winners? Well, what happened since 2018? 2019-2020 CrossFit Games season brought us the sanctionals, outside events who had their own skin in the game, who had their own risk, but their own upside. Undoubtedly, this was a, I don't know, a thorn in CrossFit's side because they no longer had direct and complete control of all the events. However, what we saw was a clear tiering of the various events that were involved in the sanctionals. I'm not saying the sanctional system was perfect, but one thing it did really, really well is inject cash into the lives of the athletes involved. The athletes had more opportunities to compete, more opportunities to earn money, and the season encouraged them to go from event to event. The 2018 season and now the 2021 season do the opposite. The athletes are completely and entirely disincentivized from doing anything that isn't directly related to their CrossFit Games journey because there's only one opportunity that they get to get to the CrossFit Games. So what happens in 2019 and 2020? We saw a tiering of these sanctional systems. We saw the winners show up to the games having already made a strong earning across the prize purse for the seasons. And that was mostly thanks to a handful of large events that essentially just grabbed all the sanctionals and dragged them kicking and screaming into paying out a bunch of money. Now, there were some events in the sanctional circuit that only paid out you know, a few hundred bucks or less than a thousand dollars to the winners. That's fine. There have to be events like that. It is what it is. However, there were events that were paying out a lot. Dubai, Rogue, Wadapalooza, 
And before they were shut down in the 2020 season, West Coast Classic, Granite Games, these were events that were all scheduled to pay out a lot. Atlas Games. So what happens when you look at the 2021 season and suddenly the money isn't there, the incentive isn't there, what are the athletes there for? Who's winning in this situation? It's the events and the athletes that are going to be focused outside of the season. So we're looking at events like Rogue, Dubai, Wadapalooza, all existing on their own outside of the season, presumably offering large prize purses, presumably offering enticing and exciting competitive both products for us as spectators, but also experiences for the athletes that are being essentially lured into these competitions with the promise of the ability to actually make some money. And what ends up happening? Well, my prediction is that this off-season, we're going to see more athletes than ever choose to participate in these larger events because it might be their only real opportunity to make money and get in front of the types of crowds that's necessary for them to actually draw some sponsors. So when you look at the winners and losers in a situation like what we're facing right now, unless CrossFit is really taking the money that they've earned in other places through other events, through the Open, through the quarterfinals, really taking that money through their new title sponsorship deal with Noble, if they're not taking that money and spending it on something that is going to directly affect the lives of the competitors who are putting themselves into this entertainment product that is the CrossFit Games, unless they're going to do something that's going to actually give them the opportunity to make a living, what is left? Who is the winner in this situation? I think we're going to see a lot of athletes choose to be the winners outside of the CrossFit Games season, unless CrossFit can do something to actually bring them into some sort of line, really just incentivize them to participate and compete in their product over the other products who are likely going to be offering a lot more money.